Luther nails his 95 points to the cathedral door, breaks from Catholic Church, condemned by emperor. Luther begins the Reformation in Germany. These would be the headlines if you lived in the German part of the Holy Roman Empire in around or around the year 1517. I'm Jack Lemoyne of History Moments at historyweblog.com. This podcast is for busy people on the go. A short and tiny, teeny-weeny, itsy-bitsy history break. The biggest events written by eyewitnesses or great writers or the best historians. Today's moment is by Julius Kostlin from Life of Luther. All aboard! Luther longed now to make known to theologians and ecclesiastics generally his thoughts about indulgences, his own principles, his own opinions and doubts, to excite public discussion on the subject, and to awake and maintain the fray. This he did by the 95 Latin theses or propositions, which he posted on the doors of the Castle Church at Wittenberg on October 31, 1517, the eve of All Saints' Day and the anniversary of the consecration of the church. Also, also, it was Halloween. These theses were intended as a challenge for disputation. Such public disputations were then very common at the universities and among the theologians, and they were meant to serve as a means not only of exercising learned thought, but of elucidating the truth. Luther headed his theses as follows, quote, Disputation to explain the virtue of indulgences. In charity and in the endeavor to bring the truth to light, a disputation on the following propositions will be held at Wittenberg, presided over by the Reverend Father Martin Luther. Those who are unable to attend personally may discuss the question with us by letter. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. <clears throat> it was in accordance with the general custom of that time that, on the occasion of a high festival, Particular acts and announcements, and likewise disputations at a university, were arranged, and the doors of a collegiate church were used for posting such notices. The contents of these theses show that their author really had such a disputation in view. He was resolved to defend with all his might certain fundamental truths to which he firmly adhered. Some points he considered still within the region of dispute. It was his wish and object to make these clear to himself by arguing about them with the others. Recognizing the connection between the system of indulgences and the view of penance entertained by the church, he starts with considering the nature of true Christian repentance, but he would have this understood in the sense and spirit taught by Christ in the scriptures. He begins with this, with this thesis, quote, Our Lord and Master Jesus Christ when he says repent, desires that the whole life of the believer should be one of repentance, end quote. He means, as the subsequent theses expressed it, that true inward repentance, that sorrow for sin and hatreds of one, hatred of one's own sinful self, from which must proceed good works and mortification of the sinful flesh. The Pope could only remit his sin to the 
penitent so far as to declare that God had forgiven it. Thus then the theses expressly declare that God forgives no man his sin without making him submit in humility to the priest who represents him, and that he recognizes the punishments enjoined by the church in her outward sacrament of penance. But Luther's leading principles are consistently opposed to the customary announcements of indulgences by the Pope. The Pope, he holds, can only grant indulgences for what the Pope and the law of the Church have imposed. Nay, the Lord, the Pope himself, means absolutions from these obligations only when he promises absolution from all punishment. And it is only the living against whom those punishments are directed, which the church's discipline of penance enjoins. Nothing, according to her own laws, can be imposed upon those in another world. Further on, Luther declares, quote, When true repentance is awakened in a man, full absolution from punishment and sin comes to him without any letters of indulgence. End quote. At the same time, he says that such a man could willingly undergo self-imposed chastisement, nay, he could even seek and love it. Still, it is not the indulgences themselves, if understood in the right sense, that he wishes to be attacked, but the loose babble of those who sold them. Blessed, he says, are those who protest against this, but cursed be those who speak against the truth of apostolic indulgences. <clears throat> he finds it difficult, however, to maintain, to praise these to the people, and at the same time to teach them the true repentance of the heart. He would have them even taught that a Christian could do better by giving money to the poor than by spending it to buy, in buying indulgences, that he who allows a poor man near him to starve draws upon himself not indulgences, but the wrath of God. In sharp and scornful language, he denounces the iniquitous traitor in indulgences and gives the Pope credit for the same abhorrence for the traffic that he felt himself. Christians must be told, he says, that if the Pope only knew it, he would rather see St. Peter's church in ashes than have it built with the flesh and bones of his sheep. Agreeably with what the preceding, the preceding thesis had said about the true penitent's earnestness and willingness to suffer and the temptation offered to a mere carnal sense of security, Luther concludes as follows, quote, Away, therefore, with all these prophets who say to Christ's people, Peace, peace, when there is no peace, but welcome to all those who bid them seek the, Christ, the cross of Christ, not the cross which bears the papal arms. Christians must be admonished to follow Christ their master through torture, death, and hell, and thus through much tribulation, rather than by a carnal feeling of false security, hoping to enter the kingdom of heaven. End quote. The Catholics objected to this doctrine of salvation advanced by Luther, that by trusting to God's free mercy, and by trusting and undervaluing good works, it led to moral indulgence. Indolence. I got that word right. But on the contrary, it was to the very unbending moral earnestness of a Christian conscience, which 
indignant at the temptations offered to moral frivolity, to a deceitful feeling of ease in respect to sin and guilt, and to a contempt of the virtues of the fruits of true morality, rebelled against the false value attached to this indulgence money, that these theses, the germ, so to speak, of the Reformation, owed their origin and prosecution. With the same earnestness, he now, for the first time, publicly attacked the ecclesiastical power of the papacy, insofar, namely, as, in his conviction, it invaded the territory reserved for, to himself by the heavenly Lord and Judge. This is what the Pope and his theologians and ecclesiastics could least of all endure. And that was how the Reformation started. In the German part of the Holy Roman Empire, in the year 1517. Want the rest of the story? Go to historyweblog.com, click on the link Stories. They are in alphabetical order. Scroll down to Luther Begins the Reformation in Germany. Related stories at christian.historyweblog.com. Talk to you tomorrow.